Matt and Haley are teenage friends texting while stuck in quarantine. Yo, send. How are you? Question mark, send. Not great. Send. What is up? Question mark, send. Well, you know. Send. Are you sad to be stuck at home? Question mark, send. Yeah, send. Blackout. Matt and Haley become superheroes in a battle against Corona. What is that? That's Corona! Matt, we're gonna need some help if we're gonna stop the most scary Corona in the universe! You can say that again! Matt, we're gonna need some help if we're gonna stop the most scary Corona in the universe! Matt Humble, we meet again. You've met? No, it's just something villains say to intimidate you. Oh, okay. Hope you're not scared. I hope so too. Oh, I hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Haley run away. The next day. We may have run away from you yesterday, but not this time! You were cowards then, and you are cowards now! <laughs> Matt and Haley run away. I mean, we are running away, but we'll be back! With the vaccine. I'm not scared of measly little shot. Oh yeah? We'll see about that! Later that day, Matt and Haley walk around an old abandoned shop searching for a vaccine. I know I left a vaccine around here somewhere. Are you sure? It does seem like an odd place to keep a vaccine. Suddenly, Corona appears, holding a vaccine. Looking for something? <laughs> Matt, Corona's got your vaccine! Tell me something I don't already know. Uh, the Earth's circumference at the equator is 40,075 kilometers! I already know that! While Corona is looking at Haley with disgust, Matt lunges forward and grabs the vaccine. Prepare to die, Corona! No, please! Give me one good reason why I shouldn't use this to defeat you! Did she just faint? I think so. Well, that's disappointing. I was rather hoping for a more dramatic conclusion. Matt crouches over Corona's body. Be careful, Matt. It could be a trick. No, it's not a trick. It appears that... It would seem... Corona is dead! What? Corona is dead! I heard you the first time! Well, why don't you give her the vaccine just to be safe? Yeah, that seems smart. Haley dramatically gives Corona the vaccine. Nothing happens. Okay, I think we're good. Matt! What? We just saved the 
world. Wow, we did it. They high five. Blackout. Haley and Matt return to their normal selves. G. T. G. Send. Okay. Send. Bye. Send. That was a quarantine scene written by Cordelia. Unfortunately, there are no superheroes to save the day, but Dr. Fauci comes close. May 7th, 2020. Last Friday, Dr. Fauci announced that hundreds of millions of doses of COVID-19 vaccine could be available as early as January 2021. As of yesterday, the United States Coronavirus Task Force has begun to focus on creating guidance for opening up the country, as many states, including Vermont and New Hampshire, have already begun the slow process of reopening. Testing is becoming more widely available, which experts are hoping will lessen the spread as people start leaving their homes more frequently. 1,217,771 COVID cases in the United States, 67,256 COVID deaths. This is how we walk on the moon. This is how we walk on the moon. Hi, I'm Eric Love. Welcome to Portraits of the Pandemic, Week 7. How are you? I'm doing pretty great, actually. The sun is out. It's warm. The Department of Defense confirmed aliens are real? I got to have a socially distanced date. All of my classes are in the home stretch, and I'm truly vibing. I'm apathetic, uninspired, frustrated, impatient, numb, Confused and tired. Okay, COVID, wrap it up now, please. The past 50 days have seemed like one endless day. It's like we're all little prehistoric flies stuck in amber pebbles. The days are long, the weeks are fast, and it's just a big blur. This constant schedule of sleeping in until two minutes before class, practically sleeping through my classes, and sitting around for the rest of the day is terrible. You know that happiness when you're smiling and laughing for no reason? To the point where people look at you funny? I have so much joy that I just want to give some to everyone else. Hug them and tell them I love them. Everything and everyone in the world is so beautiful. Gosh, when I look out at the world, it's all so stunning and bright and vivid, like I'm living in a sweet, crystal-clear memory. Nothing horrible happened this week, but then again, nothing really happened. The only positive thing about this whole disaster is that I feel I've matured a lot. My dad, my brother, and I went to McDonald's, and in our meal, we got a mask. My birthday was this past weekend, and I'm finally 13. 
Honestly, though, I only felt a day older. I have been spending more time brushing the horses. You would be surprised how satisfying it is to brush a shedding steed. Or how annoying it is to fight the many horses off. One of which is checking you for zippers, while the other one is looking you all over. I'm starting to become less hopeful for the summer. Just a few weeks ago, I still assumed that we would be able to visit my grandma in Minnesota and go to the beach in New York like we usually do. I even wrote down all the restaurants and desserts I want to try this summer. Now I feel like this is very improbable, more like a dream. There's a Tom Petty quote that says, some days are diamonds, some days are rocks. I have great days, then I have days where I just want to break. Some days are diamonds, some days are rocks. Some doors are open, some roads are blocked. I wish we could travel again, too, but at least things are starting to reopen. How are you all feeling about some restrictions being loosened and businesses opening back up? So many things are being eased, and I'm conflicted about how to feel. My job opened back up, and I can finally make money again. I feel like this week, the entirety of the U.S. decided that coronavirus is over, and that's really crazy to me. Starbucks is opening up again on the 7th. We're taking the necessary precautions, of course, but I gotta say, it will be quite strange to be back at work. Vermont is becoming more lenient with our quarantine conditions and is allowing us to see friends and other family. For a second, I was excited, but then I thought, just because restrictions loosened doesn't mean the virus went away. It's still very much a risk to see anyone. We had our first beautiful day of the year. 70 degree weather, blue skies, flowers in bloom, I drove into town to pick up a prescription from CVS, and it was like the global crisis had been an illusion, a hallucination. It seemed everyone had come out of their hiding places like bears after hibernation. Except bears can last seven months, and humans lasted less than two. I understand why businesses are reopening, but what I need is for my family to stay safe. I keep washing my hands, wearing my mask, and social distancing, even while weeks go by and the curve flattens and restrictions loosen. Here are some stories from the week. My second mom, Lynn, surprised me this morning with photos of her grandmonks. I can explain. So, a year or two ago, she domesticated a chipmunk and named him Buddy. Like, if she calls out for Buddy, he'll come running because she feeds him food out of her hand. She's like Snow White. Anywho, last year, she realized Buddy was getting a little... round. And to her surprise, Buddy wasn't a he but a pregnant she. 
She texted me so excited because she was going to be a grand monk. Today, Buddy brought her babies and introduced them to Lynn. Now, they go to her house for food if they can't find any. It is very, very cute. With a smile and a song Life is just like a bright sunny day Your days fade away And your heart is young My birthday was this past Saturday, and it was... weird. My mom surprised me by texting and emailing a bunch of my friends asking them to drive by her house to wish me a happy birthday. There were some handmade birthday signs, and some cars had music blaring. I wanted to hug them all so badly. The weirdest part was the present exchange. Gifts were dropped or even thrown out the windows of cars, and then I had to run and pick them up in the road. It was an amazing birthday gift seeing all those friends. Through a tunnel from the closet in my brother's room is an offshoot apartment, fully equipped with a kitchen, bathroom, and bedroom. Our family often uses it as a quasi-bed and breakfast, hosting traveling musicians, actors, and friends. But now it's our backup for the scary possibility that a family member is exposed to coronavirus and needs to self-isolate. A few days back, I turned the apartment into my private den. It's counterintuitive to want to be more isolated when you're already isolated, but being hunkered down with the same few people 24-7 is a ticking time bomb. I like being alone. A lot. Being entirely alone and unoccupied in the apartment, I experienced a strange sort of rebirth. I allowed myself to shake off the little portion of the world's pain that I carry in my muscles and bones. I felt a newfound independence to do nothing the way I wanted to do nothing. spending a lot of time at home, which has driven us to make friends with our surroundings. I know I've caught myself talking to some inanimate objects, but what if they could respond? Everybody is using me so much, I have no time to recharge. At first, it was all like, just use me once a day, but now... It's all day. These simple-minded children are starting to rub off on me. Literally. I'm covered in popcorn butter and, ugh, Cheetos. The worst part is that I'm a touchscreen. Well, I got to go. These kids need me. Again. Your friend, Computer.
haven't moved in ages. Three weeks ago, a man came and hung yellow tape all around me that reads, keep off. I long to swing back and forth to feel the rider's joy as we fly through the air. You know, I used to be fought over at recess. The minute the door on the side of the elementary school opened, all the children would rush up the gravel path to reach me first. Those were the days. Your friend, Swing. When I go outside to do my daily sunbathing and stretch to my full length to feel the warmth on my meatball-like tummy, Monet notices and comes over to give me a nice scratch. She feeds me. My favorite is her leftover cereal milk. But she has been acting a little weird lately. She is sometimes very smiley and the next minute is very frowny. She's been making these strange noises while little drops of water fall down the sides of her face. I hope she's okay. Monet's owner, Cat. is good but humans keep grabbing me they pick me up and bring me to their cage they make noises at me i like it under the table they can't get to me never mind they got to me why must i be favorite your friend bunny hop little bunnies hop 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 little bunnies hop 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 obviously i like being played but this is just too far. I am a noble instrument of great value, thank you very much, and I do not appreciate these kids noodling and hoozy diggering around on my beautiful keys. I can only hope that soon they'll go back to wherever they used to go during the day. Your friend, Piano. Erica, you've coined a new word. I'm going to have to add hoozy-diggering to my vocabulary. With all of the hoozy-diggering going on in the world, it amazes me how we still find moments that feel like life before COVID. Describe a moment this week that felt normal. Normal? What a strange word. I don't think normal even exists. Uh, okay, what was your normal five months ago? The occasional party? Hanging out with your friends after school? Play practice and dance classes? You'd think that normal isn't something that could change. My mom and I did our usual walk, and for the first time this year, I noticed that wildflowers were up alongside the road. 
Wildflowers are sacred to me because they sprout wherever the wind takes them. I think of the phrase, bloom where you're planted. That's what I'm doing now, I suppose. I remembered I was in quarantine and felt surprised. And then surprised I was surprised. That was normal. A moment from the past week that felt normal was my family all outside, doing yard work, playing games, and just enjoying the nice weather. Hanging out with my friend Megan. Of course, we were six feet apart, but it was like having a play date again. And then my mom bought ice cream and cupcakes for us. It might have been one of the best days of quarantine. I just got back from dropping off a birthday present to my boyfriend, and it was so nice to see his smile. This week, I went to a local drive-in restaurant with my friend, and we had lunch together from across a picnic table. It was a beautiful day, and I had fried scallops, one of my favorite summer dishes. It felt like maybe we decided to meet up after school for a meal. Of course, with all the masks, tape telling you where to stand, and the glass barriers, this illusion could only last so long. Today, I went to my middle school. I was swept up in nostalgia. I saw the signs people left on their lockers. I looked into the lunchroom, remembering the unlabeled sauces and the soggy corn dogs. The table my friends and I shared. Large wooden murals made by eighth graders adorn the halls. Unfinished art projects rest on top of lockers, and red, white, and blue letters on the stairs say, do something today that your future self will thank you for. Portraits of the Pandemic is a Northern Stage production. For more information and to meet the cast, visit us at northernstage.org. See you next week. Thank you.